Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello and welcome. Coenurosis is a fatal disease affecting sheep and goats. It is a disease caused by parasites endemic in pastoralist areas. In Kenya, these would be Turkana, Baringo, Narok, and Kajedo counties, among others. It is a disease that every livestock farmer or a herder should pay close attention to if they want to avoid losing their livestock. Today on Smart Harvest Podcast, we will talk to seasoned veterinarians, Dr. Emily Mudoga and Dr. Judy Kimaru. The two are co-directors at Action for Protection of Animals Africa, also known as APA. Welcome to both of you. Dr. Mudoga, <laughs> let's start with a basic definition. What is coenurosis in layman terms? Um, Sinerosis in layman's terms is a parasitic disease caused by the family of tapeworms uh, and it is mostly seen in cattle and sheep and goats and um, it has a midway vector in the dog but can also affect humans. You say the parasite's definitive host is the dog. I understand you're a dog expert, uh, Dr. Mudoga. How is a dog quintessential in the survival of the tapeworm that causes this disease? Please explain the life cycle. So this uh, tapeworm, um, it has a circular life cycle. So in the sheep and the goats and the cattle, um, they eat up the larvae that they find in the grass, which is actually put there because it comes from the feces of a dog. When it goes into these animals, um, it goes into the second level stage and this moves into muscles, into organs and into the brain. So what happens when a dog eats this meat or a human being eats this meat, then the tapeworm now develops to its full um, mature self where it is the actual tapeworm within the dog and that is the final stage. And from there, the tapeworm now continues making eggs that will be released in the feces. So, um, uh, Dr. If I'm, hearing, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that um, coenurosis thrives in an environment where you have livestock and you also have dogs. Um, if assuming uh, that you were to get rid of the dog in that uh, equation, uh, would, would we deal with the disease decisively? Um, if we remove the dog from that environment, then uh, the tapeworm reaching full maturity in the intestines of sheep, goat and cattle will be at a lesser um, <clears throat> volume. So yes, it will drastically reduce reduce a disease but it might not totally take this disease away because as you know in these areas where livestock are we also have wild canids so <laughs> if a wild canid does get to eat any of those animals they can act as uh, the final vector for the tapeworm so now it's more about controlling it than actually removing the dog and when we started this conversation i had mentioned that uh, this disease is endemic in um, um, pastoralist areas um, why is that so um, the reason why it's endemic in pastoralist areas is because uh, it is species-specific to livestock, um, whether the cattle, sheep and goats, and most of these livestock owners have dogs. So it's endemic in those areas because of its specificity. Gideon Parsanga is the sub-chief of Olo LLI sublocation in Bissell Division of the Kajedo County. He had this to say about the dog as a companion animal to pastoralists. 
eh, kwa majina ni Gideon Parsanga mimi ni naibu chifu wa eneo la Oloilai sublocation eh, Bisil division eh, tunakaribisha chanjo hii ya ya mifugo ya wambuzi katika eneo hili kwa sababu ugonjwa huu umeadhiri mifugo kwa kiwango kikubwa kwa miaka mingi na kwa kweli wafugaji uh, kama wafugaji hatuwezi afford yani hatuwezi kuikimu kununua dawa hii kwa hivyo tunafurahia county government ya Kajiado pamoja na action action for protection of animals Africa kwa sababu wamesaidia pakubwa kama vile mnavyojua ni kwamba eh, wafugaji wa hapa wanategemea mifugo wao katika maisha yao ya kila siku. Kwa hivyo tunashukuru sana. Dr. Mudoga. Um, the, the dog being a, a companion animal to pastoralists. Um, you have interacted with these farmers, you have interacted with these herders. Uh, just how quintessential is the dog uh, to a herder in Kajiado, in Turkana and the other pastoralist areas? Um, these dogs are important because, as you know, when these animals work in, work in these areas, they're attempting treat to wild canids and wild cats. So now these dogs act more or less as guardians to a lot of herders, but also these dogs actually herd the animals because at times where there's an area where uh, the cattle are used to, these animals are just sent out to the dogs. The dogs take them out and bring them back in. But also in these pastoral areas, uh, Though people do not understand, and if you see these people, the dog is actually a part and a member of the household because you can see how well they are cared, cared for and how some of these herders, if you try to touch their dog, um, you will be in trouble with them. So it's actually a very important part of not only the family, but within the livestock working animal group. Let me bring in Dr. Kimaru into this conversation. Uh, Dr. Ari, um, what are the most common symptoms of coenurosis um, and, and um, especially symptoms that um, a, a, a layman will be able to uh, pick up and uh, perhaps alert the authorities? Uh, thank you. I think one of the first uh, places that we notice is a problem is when we slaughter our goats or our sheep especially to eat and we see these cysts that are in the lungs or are in the liver. They look like uh, balls that are transparent and are watery. So that is the first stage of uh, probably what we call meat inspection. It's done at the slaughterhouse, but also when we do it, then we know there's a problem that this is probably a cycle of one of those worms. And uh, when it gets into the human beings, when we eat these, um, these meats, especially when they're not properly boiled or cooked, and we can never be sure that we've killed the cysts, it then goes into our own intestines. It goes into our organs. And uh, some of them, the lovers end up even in our brain and cause those cysts. And then you start seeing the confusion, uh, people not, you know, it's like as if there's a mental disease, eh, a mental problem, or a problem even with walking, depending on where uh, it ends up. So this uh, condition can easily be confused with a lot of other conditions, and that's one of the problems, because it's not easily diagnosed as that specific condition. It looks like a combination of many, many things. So those kind of worms are a problem. They're actually called zoonotic uh, diseases because they pass from animals to people. As Dr. Modoga has said, through that close interaction, through the feces, so we should be very careful. So if you see these signs uh, and, you, and you suspect you've eaten meat that was nyamachomad, uh, not thoroughly, and uh, probably you ate liver, mm -hmm. yeah, or you ate a part of the brains, you know, when we cook mutura and all these things, then uh, we can begin to suspect 
that you have been infected. And you have talked about meat inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just interested to find out, um, for the sake of the farmer, how um, important is, is um, making sure that your livestock don't have these uh, parasites in their system? How important, how does it convert into money for me as a farmer? Uh, thank you. Now, the very first thing is to ensure that you're reducing the whole tapeworm cycle. So we need to be deworming our dogs. We need to de- be deworming also our livestock. Yeah, all our categories of livestock and regularly so, so that, so that we can be killing these uh, uh, tapeworms at different stages of their cycle. We can be reducing the, the volume can we say, in the environment, so that even if an animal is infected, every time it drops its feces, it's got less and less eggs. That is the importance of continuous uh, deworming. So uh, why is this important? When uh, you go, when you take your animal to the slaughterhouse and we find these cysts in the liver or in the uh, intestines or even uh, in the brain, we have to discard. We have to reject that meat. And that meat then cannot go into the market. And you're saying we as meat inspectors. Meat inspectors. So that is already volume of meat you're losing. That is kilos you're losing. Because we can then only, maybe even now we have to go into the muscles to see if we can see any eggs or anything like that. So you lose a lot because that meat will be rejected at the uh, uh, inspection post-mortem or what we call after we have slaughtered inspection. More than that, if uh, before we slaughter the animal, there's what you call, when the animal is still alive, we still inspect. If we see signs of disease, the animal is going round, eh? it's confused, it's walking, we, we cannot even take that animal to the slaughterhouse. So that's also a loss to you. And when the animals reach that stage, you know, d- death is, um, they're more likely to die. So these diseases have a huge economic uh, impact. Because you have raised this animal, then you will lose it because it cannot uh, be allowed into the, uh, into the food chain, in the meat value food chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Mudoga, what about animals that are being kept, not f- for the meat alone, perhaps uh, animals which are being kept for the milk? Uh, does it have any effect? Um, these tapeworms, uh, do they have any effect in terms of production? Um, the main effect uh, in terms of production, as you know, any form of worm com- competes with the host for the f- food that the host is eating. So the main issue you'll see in milk product- production animals is a reduction in the volume of milk being produced. The volume of milk, yes. so which means less money. Mm-hmm. So last October, um, I, I think I was, I was in your company uh, when the county government of Kajiado conducted a deworming and vaccination exercise. Um, Dr. Kimaru, just how helpful are such countywide deworming campaigns for pastoral areas? Uh, the, these kind of uh, mass vaccination and mass, mass deworming of animals is very critical because, as you know, dewormers are expensive and because the losses that uh, the pastoralists make at uh, their family level add up to losses at the county level. So fewer animals going into the market or more animals being rejected uh, at the slaughterhouse is a loss not just for the individual pastoralists but also for the county. So the county needs to take this as a public good. When we say public good, something they are doing to, to ensure that their livestock sector is thriving. So counties uh, do vaccinations for free and even deworming for free to really reduce the, the, these worms in, the, in, the, in their county so that they can see the, the, the benefit economically. So it's quite, quite important. And uh, counties like Kajado have taken this up 
uh, with the support of partners like ourselves, but they've taken this up to ensure they are covering every household and as many, many animals as possible to stop the cycle. Because if they can deworm the dog, they have stopped the cycle at the dog level and saved their, uh, their sheep and goat. And then ultimately also the human beings. There are some farmers who may say that they are not able to afford uh, uh, the dewormers. Um, just how much, on average, in the Kenyan market, uh, what dewormers are these? Um, how much do they cost? And then, uh, Dr. Mudoga, uh, perhaps if you were to take this question and then you just answer the, the, the question of which animal is being dewormed? Is it the livestock or is it the host animal, the dog? Okay, for that answer, say both animals have to be dewormed. A, the dog will need to be dewormed because, as you say, it is a vector. And for most dogs, depending on uh, the aggravate you go for and the brand of dewormer, um, the tablets right now in Kenya go for 10 to 150 shillings per 10 kilogram body weight. That means most average farm dogs in Kenya are under 10 kilos. So at max, those would be about um, <coughs> two tablets. But in general, also, there are other worms that affect livestock. And so even the large animals have to be dewormed. The goodness for the, for the large animals, the livestock, is that most of the dewormers are in drenches. So you buy them as per 5 liters, as per 10 liters. And that makes it cheaper. And the reason is, even if there is no cinerosis, the other worms still affect the body size and health and production of the livestock animals. Thank you about on that. Um, in Maasai, quenorosis is referred to as ormilo. We talked to Moses Nkiminis, a pastoralist with hundreds of cattle, sheep and goats. He had this to say about the disease. <laughs> We also interviewed the deputy governor of uh, um, Kajiado County, Mr. Martin Moshisho. He talked about affordability of these dewormers to pastoralists. Program hii ni muhimu kwa sababu kwanza ni wakati wa kiangazi na kwa wakati huu wanyama wetu wanaangaika na wanaangaika kuweza kuishi. Wanangangana kutafuta malishe na wanangangana kupigana na magonjwa. Kwa hivyo njia hii na muelekeo huu wa kutoa chanjo ili kwamba magonjwa watakuwa wanaangamiza wanyama wetu ni msaada kubwa kwa sababu wanyama watakuwa basi wanaangaika katika malisho lakini pia si kwamba wanaangaika kupigana na magonjwa ni seme kwamba gatusi letu tuko katika maeneo ya hatari kwa sababu tuko mpakani tuko karibu na uh, mpaka wa Kenya na Tanzania na wanyama wengi kutoka Tanzania wanaingia Kenya uh, kwa sababu ya soko kubwa la mifugo pale bisil uh, jijini na niombe kwamba uh, kama inawezekana rais wetu na uh, kuanza mdahalo pamoja na 
rais wa nchi jirani ya Tanzania Mheshimiwa uh, Samia Suluhu wawene kwamba swala la mifugo na kutoa chanjo kwa mifugo inaweza fanyika sawia uh, uh, katika nchi uh, hizi mbili ili kuondoa uh, uhatari baina ya mifugo ya nchi hii mbili kwa sababu uh, juhudi yetu ya kuweza kutoa chanjo kama jirani wetu wa Tanzania hawatatoa basi inaonekana jitihada zetu zinaambulia patupu hivyo mdahalo na mazungumzo ni muhimu kuanzishwa kuhakikisha kwamba mifugo watachanjwa kwa wakati mmoja Dr. Mudoga what the warmers would a farmer need to um, deal with coronavirus um, especially considering that we have farmers in different parts of the country we have farmers in Turkana uh, who may not have the same access as farmers in let's say Kajiado which is closer to Nairobi and then we also have farmers in other areas like Kisi which is a little bit far flung so what would what exactly would they need where would they go to get this particularly warmers so for any farmer in Kenya in Kenya we have what we call agrovets yes so you can go to your agrovet and ask for a dewormer and you ask specifically for dewormer that handles tapeworms or you can ask for a broad dewormer that handles tapeworms roundworms and whipworms If uh, you do not want to go that path then you can get in contact with your closest um, department of veterinary services and they can give you the contact to your closest either veterinarian or veterinary paraprofessional who can come and advise you and even purchase it for you. Dr. Kimaru, you are an animals in disaster expert. Tell us what is the connection between arid and semi-arid areas in the perpetuation of coenurosis? All right as uh, you know during disasters uh, because of the stress of lack of food or lack of water anything that the animal is carrying for instance if it already had a worm infestation becomes worse and in fact we lose our animals because of uh, diseases more than the drought so the animals die faster because of the diseases they are carrying and the stress that brings than the drought itself so when we have droughts or even when we have floods one of the challenges that we see is that we must ensure that the animals are strong enough to go through that stress of drought or flood so tapeworms if they already animals were in, already infected with tapeworms we need to deworm them and that is why we advise before a, a drought or even before a flood you deworm your animals so that they are strong enough and the little energy that they have they are not competing with worms in their system for the same food when they themselves are not getting enough food so that is a connection in that um we need to be managing worms before a drought or before a flood so that the animal is strong enough to go through that particular hazard mm-hmm. uh dr mudoga What advice would you give to farmers who would ignore uh, buying dewormers and and perhaps these these farmers some of them are saying um I, I can't afford the dewormer you said it's 150 shillings but there's somebody who will say um it's it's too much for me and there's somebody else who will say uh, maybe I don't have dogs in my homestead um there's somebody else who has a dog in in the neighborhood but should I really care Um, the question is yes you should care because I'll start with the latter question even if you say I do not have a dog and there is a dog in the neighborhood when all these animals go out to the grazing grounds they graze in the same in the same pasture grounds and so your livestock will get in contact with grazing grounds where somebody else's dog has um 
gone to the toilet and left their feces in their stool. So you are not completely <laughs> free of it. It will get you. Apart from that, if you say it is too expensive, then I'd need you to, to sit back and think, yes, it is too expensive. But at the end of the day, you refuse to use that 150. You take your animal to the slaughterhouse. And after it is slaughtered, it is condemned and you're told that they cannot process this meat. It has been, it has been discarded and therefore you do not get a shilling back. Or if they can get one or two pieces and the, the price value because it is partially condemned and when those the value the the how the meat is at that point it is downgraded from first class meat to a lower class meat which means per kilo you'll be getting less less money then at the end of the day you have actually shot yourself in the foot so it's better to try and save and get that 150 because at the end of the day the benefits, cash-wise, economic-wise, will be far much amplified. And and just how much, if you were to give us rough quanti- uh, rough qu- in rough quantities, just how much is a farmer losing? Let's say, for instance, I ignore buying the uh, uh, the tablets for dewarming the um, for dewarming the uh, the dogs. What am I looking at in terms of losses? So, how long can this animal stay with uh, this disease, this parasite, before it actually dies? or um, before I am able to tell that either uh, in terms of milk production, it has gone down? So during when seasons of plenty, when there is enough water and enough fodder, um, and the animal is eating well and it's not stressed, not having to walk for a very long time, then the actual fact that you have worms can actually be, be hidden because of the conditions allowing, allowing the, the animals to come to a point where there is a balance where... It doesn't matter and the worms are not affecting. But as Judy said, should it come to the point where there is a drought or a famine? Because at times there's a difference between a drought and a famine and the reduction of availability of fodder. Then with that stress, you will notice if you have young animals, their speed of maturity will be slower, if at all. And then if you have older animals, they'll lose their body volume and milk production way faster than the others. So now that actually... Is, is what you will see. So it is better to deworm your animals to stop that loss along the way. And also now, when now the rainy season comes back and fodder comes back, the amount of money you'd have to put in fodder and let's say multivitamins and other additives to get that animal back into place will take will be far much higher and will take far much longer than an animal that had been dewormed. So at the end of the day, your economic losses are going to be far much higher than the person who did deworm their animal. So assuming a farmer is, uh, is rearing their cattle for beef, um, currently the rate for, let's say, an, let's say 100 kg um, cow, how much will it be going for? Um, depending on, on, on where, you, where, where you're going, I think a kilo of meat right now is between 300 to 700 Kenya shillings, as I said, depending on, on, on where you are and the quality of mm. beef that you're buying. So... <laughs> And also just to add to that, um, when we slaughter an animal, we put aside 50% of that animal weight because you remove the head, the legs, uh, the hooves, the horns, yeah? and that accounts for roughly 50% of the weight of the animal normally in a slaughterhouse. So what you're left with is uh, uh, 50% of now the meat, the, the legs, the muscles, the, the offals that you can now sell. So if they are already being condemned, 
you've already we have to put aside your intestines your uh, your lungs your uh, which other parts other parts the liver you see you're already now losing another 30% of the 50% that uh, we had to condemn and then like uh, dr mudoga said we further degrade the meat that we have accepted to a lower grade because we have found cysts so if you were to get uh, that amount of money per uh, kilo at the slaughterhouse already you can do a rough calculation and you may end up with 20 or 30 percent of what you could have ended up if you had dewormed then remember worms are also animals so they are competing with uh, the animal for food so everything you're eating you are sharing with the worm so it's also stunting the growth it's stunting growth of animals and so for beef animals they don't grow as fast many pastoralists will tell you the minute they deworm mm -hmm. actually after they've dewormed in about two weeks they already see the animals beginning to gain weight just to show you how much uh, the worms uh, compete and also the stomach starts swelling you see young animals and when animals are born and uh, calves and um, kids and and lambs when they are dewormed when they are they are inf uh, infected with worms at an early age they tend to die faster because they cannot manage their growth rate uh, still on that note as we bring this conversation to an end dr kimaru uh, this is the last question it's and i'm posing it to you um you you, you mentioned uh, at some point when you're talking about uh, meat inspection you mentioned that this is actually a zoonotic disease just how important is this disease um in public health or on matters public health how important is it because for the farmer while they may be interested in selling the meat um, and some farmer, some farmers will say um, if my cow is going to die well how about i slaughter it and consume it myself mm -hmm. and perhaps even post uh, have you know risk the danger of having the the, the parasites in uh, going into human beings in terms of his own uh, family or 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 even himself um how important is this uh, conversation to public health? As a zoonotic disease, those are diseases, like I mentioned, that are transmitted from animals to people and even vice versa. So worms, tapeworms are a problem for animals and they're also a problem for people. So the same things that we see when worms get into our system because we eat the worms, they compete with us for food. We will see issues of stunted growth, especially in children. If some of these cysts end up in the brain, we will have uh, neurological problems which can exhibit as mad, you know, problems, concentration in someone as if they, are, they, they have mental diseases, yet you are actually suffering from worms. It can affect also your organs and you will start getting other uh, problems because of that. So we want to avoid disease, not just for the, the customer, but also for yourself. You do not want to be sick. You don't want your children to be sick because of worms. And some of these worms are not so easy to treat even with deworming, especially if they get to the brain. So we want to avoid uh, exposing ourselves. And that's why when your animal is sick, even if you don't know what uh, caused the animal to die, we, we always tell people do not eat meat of sick animals or animal that has died and slaughter it. We have had a lot of tragic stories of families dying because they ate a, an infected animal and that because it was a zoonotic disease, it jumped to them and killed them and their loved ones. You heard that right, our dear listener. Coinrosis can affect human beings too. 
By practicing proper animal husbandry, for instance, deworming dogs, which is the host animal for this parasite, you are not just saving yourself as a farmer some money, you are also protecting the disease from jumping to the human population. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you learned critical lessons that will lower the risk of losing your livestock and improve the odds of making a profit. For more of this, you can visit our website farmers.co.ke and follow us on social media at farmerskenya254. You can also visit the website of Af Action for Protection of Animals Africa um, and follow them on their socials. This podcast is a product of the Standard Media Group. The editor of the podcast is Kelly Boss Otieno. It has been produced by me, Gadi Chacha. Thank you. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.